from high atop his mountain of index cards and tournament brackets, this is The Joy of Booking, a fantasy booking podcast. Here's your host, DC Matthews. Thanks, Brandon Banks. Welcome back to The Joy of Booking, although I will tell you, after I tell you that my name is DC Durango Canyon Matthews, I will tell you that for this episode, I contemplated going back to the Buy the Book theme song because the Buy the Book theme song is a take on the Full House theme, and we recently lost Bob Saget. Um, I am of an age where America's Funniest Home Videos and Full House were a part of my childhood. As a kid, I had a crush on Stephanie Tanner. Um, you know, Jesse Katsopoulos was, uh, very cool for a while, at least. Uh, and you know, Bob Saget was America's dad, him and, uh, Reginald Vell Johnson and James Avery, Philip Banks and well, no, Carl Winslow and Philip Banks. Um, those were the dads that I grew up with. And now two of them have passed on. Uh, I didn't love Bob Saget as a standup, um, I appreciate his brand of comedy trying to be incredibly offensive and, you know, that mutual trust of having a guy who looks like him telling jokes like that. I have no prop. Well, no, that's not true. I appreciate that it exists. It is not my brand of comedy, um, but it was shocking. And I think we're going to get to the point if you are of my age or a little older or a little young, you know, the people listening to this, we're at the point now where we're going to lose uh, celebrities that we know well, uh, pretty often, you know, for a while it was, uh, celebrities of my father's generation. Um, and now, you know, granted Betty White crosses generations and Sidney Poitier is not of my generation, but you know, we lost Bob Saget. We're going to lose, uh, we're going to lose people. And, uh, it's, it's crazy to think about that. Um, that's not why we're here. It's not why I, I recorded this episode. Uh, if you listened to Monday's Hoss Fight, and I hope that you did, because it was a really good episode. Uh, we did an epilogue in which I completely changed the bracket, taking out a wrestler I don't care for, um, who qualifies for the dink rule, and putting in a current champion, and causing all sorts of mayhem to the brackets and to future episodes. Um... But we're here to talk Marvel. Uh, I gave serious thought to deleting um, last week's Eternals episode before it even got posted. I, I was not happy with it afterwards. I felt like I had rambled and didn't really uh, say anything of note. Uh, turns out all I needed was uh, Brandon Banks, that wonderful, wonderful man. Uh, to to tell me that he liked it and that he had somebody else listen to it. And all of a sudden I was like, oh, maybe it wasn't so bad. Okay, let's do another. Uh, so I hadn't thought out what I was going to do, but I think what I'll do is let's talk about uh, some TV shows. We've done movies, and we can get into the Marvel movies that aren't part of the MCU um, at a later date. And we can talk Daredevil and Fantastic Four and X-Men and any of the other ones that I'm forgetting. Uh, but let's discuss the shows uh, now. And I'm not sure where to start because 
Uh, well, let's start from where I am right now. I am on the Wikipedia page because I am a Wikipedia head of uh, of their shows. And let's let's look at what the shows are. So it starts with the shows that were on ABC. Um, so I suppose where's my index card? I don't need this index card anymore. Uh, let's make a list. What have I seen? Agents of Shield. I have seen part of that. I saw the first few seasons. Then it kind of jumped the shark, and I wasn't as interested anymore. But that's, I'm supposed, part of the whole process. Agent Carter didn't watch. The Inhumans didn't watch. So I'm only going to be able to talk about the shows that I did watch. Uh, and then I'll have to figure out what I want to do about the shows that I didn't. I'll either have to go find them and watch them, unlikely, uh, or we'll just skip them. Uh, the Netflix shows. I saw, let's see, I know I saw season one of Daredevil. I may have, nope, season two was with The Punisher, didn't see that. And then season three was Bullseye, didn't see that. So I have one season of The Punisher to go by. Uh, Jessica Jones had three seasons. What? How did it have three seasons? I missed a lot. Okay. Maybe I'm not going to do the TV shows. Uh, I saw season one of Jessica Jones. I didn't see any of the others. I saw season one of Luke Cage. Didn't see the second one. I saw season one of Iron Fist. Didn't see the second one. I, I watched The Defenders. Uh, I did not see any of The Punisher. And then Runaways and Cloak and Dagger. Nope. Didn't see any of that. Hellstrom. Nope. Didn't see any of that. So really, okay. So what we're going to do here is we're going to talk about uh, the Disney Plus series. Because I have seen four uh, and a half of those. And those we can at least talk about and rank compared to each other. And then uh, maybe put them on the list with the movies. Although that is very difficult to do. As, we, as evidenced in last week's Eternals episode, um, it's a little tricky to talk about an eight-hour or even a six-hour show when you're comparing it to a two-hour movie. Um, but let's, let's talk about it. So I have seen WandaVision. I have seen Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I have seen Loki. I have seen Hawkeye. And I have seen part of What If. And I don't know if we should count What If because What If is not following, I don't think, uh, a single story. Maybe it is. Uh, I got to like the zombie episode and then I stopped. Um, a lot of this is, you know, those four shows that I mentioned that I did watch, I watched with my wife. She was not into What If as much. She wasn't into it. Although I will say, it was the first episode with Captain Carter that led to this um, series of podcasts. Uh, it was that because I, I was so pleased with the Captain Carter episode that I was like, how does this compare to the Marvel movies? And then in my head, I went. So actually, what I should do is either watch them all again or watch the ones I've missed and then do an entire episode just devoted to the what if that would make more sense. All right, so we're doing WandaVision, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, and Hawkeye, and we're ranking those. And again, considerations, uh, we're talking um, leads, the heroes, uh, 
we got to talk about the villains. We've got to talk about um, the moments. Now, it's a little trickier to go back and see some of these moments because they're on Disney+. Plus. It's I'm sure they are on YouTube. I just tend not to find those. Uh, but the things I remember. So, uh, I suppose it makes the most sense to go chronologically. So, we start with WandaVision. And I, I think WandaVision is going to wind up on the bottom of my list of the four shows. And the reason for it is I didn't care one bit about the sitcoms. The first few episodes, the black and white, bewitched, I dream of genie, whatever they were trying to do with the dinner with the boss type thing. I didn't care for any of that. Um, and, you know, by the time they got to the weird stuff, I wasn't interested. And then they did like a 60s or 70s show, and I, I, I didn't care. You know, I like the story, the comic story of Wanda's children. The fact that she, because she controls reality uh, in some ways, she she conjures up a set of twins, if I'm remembering the comics right. So these twins that she creates in the early comics or the earlier than what I was reading comics um, are of her own creation and she eventually has to get rid of them because, you know, she she realizes that she is making this all up. She's created this reality in her head and she's making it all up, which is kind of sort of what's happening in Westview in the WandaVision show. And then what's interesting in the comic books is that these kids who are obviously her children, um, you know, appear and they're children of other families, I think, or something like that. But, you know, that's the whole thing is they realize that they are probably the children of the, the Scarlet Witch. One's a magician, one's a speedster like Wanda and Pietro. Um, and, you know, there's a whole storyline that goes with that. I thought that was cool. I like Wiccan. Um, whatever the name of the speedster was, I'm less interested in him. Wiccan, I'm going to get into comics. Let's pause there. Once the kids were born, that got interesting. Once, um, what's her name? Monica Rambo shows up. It gets interesting. The Hex Dome is interesting. So let's talk about things I like. I like that they brought in uh, the characters from the other shows. The girl from Thor, whose name escapes me right now. I want to say Daisy, but I don't think that's right. And Jimmy Chu, who is in the comics again, leader of the agents of Atlas. Um, the fact that he's doing the card thing. like These shows, all Marvel stuff is just incredibly attentive to detail, and I love that. Um, the bad, the, the leader of the group outside who is you know, quote unquote, the bad, one of the bad guys didn't care for him at all. He didn't have a great story. Obviously, they're trying to lead us into maybe he's Mephisto. Maybe he's any number of evil people you could potentially have. Um, I appreciated, obviously, Agatha Harkness, the fact that they wove her in. Catherine Hahn was great in that role. So this show got better at the end. But I have to treat it as an entire thing. And it went nine episodes. It is worth noting that WandaVision went nine episodes. All the other ones, Falcon, Winter Soldier, Loki, Hawkeye, went six. Always leave them wanting more. 
WandaVision, I think, went too long. Right? We spent too much time in the sitcom world. I appreciated the whole vision, the white vision, great comic book throwback, the ship of Theseus scene. Um, I enjoyed that whole thing. Uh, the fact that Vision gets spoilers, by the way, spoilers. The fact that Vision gets his memories back, says I am Vision, and then leaves is weird. Why does he leave? Why not? You know, that that seems like, oh, we'll have them reunite in Doctor Strange 2 or whatever. Why are they, why did he not stay? Why did we not, you know, I understand dramatically you need to watch her say goodbye to her husband and her children and totally dissolve the hex in the reality in which they're living in. But just from a logical standpoint, he could have stayed. I don't understand where he went. I hope they explain that. Um, so, yeah, ended great. I didn't need the sky battle with the runes and all of that. We don't need every Marvel movie to end with a huge fight scene like that, I don't think. Um, the acting was very good. Elizabeth Olsen did a great thing. The whole thing, what is love or what is grief but love persevering, great line. It had great moments. Uh, the fact that they brought in the X-Men, Quicksilver, is great. And yet, and the pitch meeting does a beautiful job with this. Um you hint at Reed Richards. You hint at crossing over into an X-Men universe. Now, I didn't want the X-Men from the recent movies to be the ones that crossed over. I didn't want whatever her name is from Game of Thrones, Sophie Turner, to be my Jean Grey. I didn't want Michael Fassbender to be my Magneto, even though he was good. And James McAvoy was good as Charles Xavier. I want new actors doing new stories I want them to come from the multiverse in a totally new world. I've made that very clear. Um, same with Reed Richards. I don't want to watch the origin of the Fantastic Four after all of these superheroes have already lived. I want a totally different universe. Give me a universe in which the Fantastic Four has existed this whole time, and they have had adventures, and now a veteran Fantastic Four team crosses over, and then if you want to do prequels, you can do that. Same with the X-Men. If you have to make the Fantastic Four and the X-Men be part of the same universe, fine. Don't think it's necessary, but fine if you want to go that route. Um, I'm, I'm losing the thread. WandaVision. Uh, the fact that you, you said we were going to get... You hinted at Reed Richards and then didn't provide. You hinted at... Uh, Evan Peters is Quicksilver and then didn't provide to me is a middle finger to the fans and to the people who theorize on YouTube. And maybe some of the people who theorize on YouTube deserve a middle finger. I probably deserve a middle finger for the amount of time I theorize about wrestling and I defended Gunther Stark. Uh, maybe I deserve a middle finger for that. But to me, that seemed, I won't say inappropriate, I won't even go so far as to say disrespectful, but it just seemed pointless. You know, if you're going to tease us and then not deliver that, it to me, it's just, it, it, it wasn't necessary. Don't do it. Don't do it. You're going to have Monica Rambeau get the powers and become the new Captain Marvel, um, or whatever her name is, Photon. I don't remember what her, Spectrum. She becomes Spectrum at one point. You want to introduce somebody 
and maybe this is where they're actually going. Introduce the Blue Marvel. Give us another African-American superhero. Give us the Blue Marvel. Give us Adam Brashear, who is uh, potentially more powerful than any superhero we have seen thus far in the Marvel Universe. But follow up with that. Introduce him. You don't have to mention necessarily that he's the Blue Marvel. You know, maybe his eyes flash blue at one moment, but you don't have to mention it. But give us the Blue Marvel. If you're going to have Evan Peters playing uh, Quicksilver, do something besides a boner joke. Maybe Agatha Harkness was able to reach into the multiverse and pull forth um, a, a Quicksilver. You know, she pulled out a Pietro Maximoff, and maybe she was able to reach into the multiverse and do that, and then he winds up going back. When the, when the spells dissolve and Agatha gets turned into the nosy neighbor forever, maybe he winds up disappearing back from where he came from, and then that leaves it open. You could have, potentially, if we're doing the multiverse, you could have two different versions of the X-Men, the the... Um, the Sophie Turner version and the James McAvoy version could totally exist in a universe. And if you wanted to play in that universe, you could, or you could start over fresh, or it's the multiverse. You have a reason to bring in Hugh Jackman and those people. Because you could, like, if we're doing the multiverse, everything's an option. Um, so I think WandaVision, as I've opined for now 20 minutes on it, uh, I think. Overall, I was disappointed with with how it ended. And I know it's setting up Doctor Strange 2. And I know maybe we shouldn't be talking about these shows unless we see the payoff, but then we're just waiting. Uh, so I think it's going to go at the bottom. Uh, certainly, segue, segue, certainly uh, I appreciated Falcon and the Winter Soldier more. Um. Storyline-wise, this one was good. And again, six episodes. You've got Bucky has a story that he tells from beginning to end. Sam Wilson has a story that he's telling from beginning to end. Their interplay is fantastic. Uh, they're very funny together. Um, and, you know, they worked well together. I didn't love the villains, you know, Flag Smasher is not a great uh, villain. He's a minor villain at best, or the Flag Smashers, I guess, is probably more than one um, in the comics. I appreciate the, the, the thinking of the villains. You have a blip, and for five years, people continue, li half the population continues living. Now, all of a sudden, the population doubles. Yes, there are going to be problems with that. And that, to me, was was very logical. But then to have them getting super soldier serums and trying to be terror, I, I lost the thread of what they were trying to do. Um, I thought the woman, Carly Morgenstern, whatever her the actress's name is, I thought she did a very nice job. She was a good actress. The role was good. Uh, but I, I lost it. But the new Captain America, who's now U.S. agent, I thought that was very good. He did a very nice job with that character. Um, the fact that you... Th I did not know Julia Louis-Dreyfus was going to be in the Marvel Universe. I got surprised when that happened. That is rare that that happens. So that was a very nice moment to see her playing... I'm assuming she's Madame Hydra. 
I don't remember what the name is, Contessa something or other, but she's Madam Hydra. That incorporation was good. Uh, the Isaiah Bradley story was great. There's an entire series, and I know they've mentioned this on uh, Fat Man Beyond, Kevin Smith and Mark Bernardin's podcast. There's an entire Disney Plus series just about Isaiah Bradley. And, you know, in World War II and the African-American super soldier experiments and all of that, there's a great story there that you could do. Um, and they introduce, again, they, they, they put it, this is what Falcon and the Winter Soldier did that WandaVision didn't do. You introduce that Isaiah Bradley has a grandson. In the comics, Isaiah Bradley's grandson becomes the Patriot, a teen, you know, we're building young Avengers. You potentially have WandaVision's kids who are young Avengers. Kate Bishop is a young Avenger. Um, now you could introduce, I don't remember if they said his name was Eli, I think it's Eli in the comic books. Now you've introduced the Patriot. It's very easy to tell a story in which somehow he has inherited some of the super soldier. I think he gets like half of it. So he's half a super soldier. So he's not running as fast as Steve Rogers, but he's half as fast. But the acting, the performance Isaiah Bradley's character does with Sam Wilson and all of that, great. Being that I am a white middle class person, uh, some of that story was probably lost on me, but it was very well done. Their story was very good. Um, and the fact that, you know, the, it, it, they pay it off with a great ending of them in the museum, wonderful moment. So they did a very nice job. The whole thing with Bucky and uh, the, his Asian friend who he's killed his son, that was hard to watch because you know what's going to happen. But that was the point, I think. Um, did I need the huge monologue by Captain America at the end? I, it was good. Don't get me wrong. It was good. And there are times you're just nodding because, yes, yes, this is true. This is how life is working. Um, but it was a good show. I would certainly put it above WandaVision. Um, it was a good show. I look forward to more. I, I will happily watch a season two. Now, none of these, according to uh, Wikipedia, have had announced a, a season two. But whether it's a movie or a TV show, very happy to see what happens. And there are questions from Falcon and Winter Soldier I want to see answered. With the exception of where did Vision go, I don't have a lot of questions on uh, from WandaVision. Again, if you had introduced Blue Marvel, a lot of questions. If you had introduced the possibility of, you know, Agatha Harkness somehow can tap into the multiverse, that would be cool. In the comics, Agatha Harkness has, what is it, Salem 7? You know, a group of, you know... Uh, I'm not going to say monsters, but a group of creatures. You know, one's got snakes for arms, one's got thorns, one's this big, like, lion guy. Like, she's got this group that she could have pulled from the multiverse, you know, when she comes back into the, the story somehow. But regardless, Falcon and Winter Soldier, I think, will put uh, ahead. Loki. I have a feeling Loki's going to fall into the middle. Let's talk it out. But I think it's going to fall into the middle above WandaVision, but below uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. I love that they introduced the multiverse. 
It's all I want. You know, the multiverse, one of my favorite things to do in comics is to read multiverse. They have, what is it, is it 1620, 1691? They have, a, they have an entire alternate universe where what if all the Marvel heroes were born in, like, Puritan times? How does that work? Very good series. All of your Age of Apocalypse, all of that, the X-Men stuff, dealing with multiple universes, I always find great. Um, you know, th those sort of storylines always work for me because I love seeing established comic book characters in different roles. Heroes are villains, villains are heroes. You know, always very interesting to me. So the fact that this was all about the multiverse was great. There was a whole lot of sitting and talking in Loki. Tom Hiddleston, great actor. Owen Wilson, great job in this performance. Not an Owen Wilson fan usually, but I enjoyed watching him in this role. Those first few episodes, enjoyable, but nothing happens. First episode, if I remember correctly, the, the climax of the episode is Loki realizing that he's always going to fail. Like, he dies every time. Great moment. Using the, the clips from the Marvel shows to show that is great. I had to wonder, and I don't know if this is true or not, I had to wonder, was Loki a victim of the pandemic? If you go back to 2019, does the story of Loki, does that show if the pandemic doesn't exist? If we went into that multiverse, and don't get me started, I'll put my foil hat on and talk to you about the multiverse of reality. Um, does the the script for Loki pre-COVID look the same as the script for Loki post-COVID? I'm guessing not because Loki, if you remember, is a lot of one or two people in a room talking, which is how you can film stuff in a pandemic. You get a couple of people who have quarantined. You probably get a bare-bones crew that is quarantined. You don't do a lot of action scenes. You don't have a lot of group shots. You're just talking. You're in a room talking. It was enjoyable to watch. But compared to Falcon and Winter Soldier, had stuff happening a lot of the time. WandaVision, in the, its own way, had stuff happening a lot of the time. Loki, I feel like, and I could look it up, but I don't want to now. I'll probably look it up later. Uh, I feel like that was a victim of the pandemic. I feel like they had to change something. Because why not have Loki go to these places? If you're the TVA, the Time Variance Authority, and you can go anywhere in time, why not take him to all of these places and show him in person that he dies? And redo some of these scenes and make, you know, whether you, again, him watching it on a TV was weird. Um, I like the story that they're going after another Loki. Female Loki is just fine. Had no problem. She's a good actress. I enjoyed their chemistry together. I don't know how I feel about the fact that there's like a romantic story between them. That seems a little interesting. Um, and again, we get better at the, as we get to the end. Uh, the multiple Lokis, 
great. Old school Loki with the big horns. Kid Loki, again, if you're a comic book fan, all of this is great. Crocodile Loki. I miss Crocodile Loki in the comic books, but it was funny. Um, And then you introduce Kang the Conqueror. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Kang's an interesting villain to, or character, let's not even call him a villain. He's an interesting character to do because he's going back and forth through time. So there's so many different versions of him, but I think the actor they chose is very good to play that role. I'm sure he will do many different things in many different variations. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, But yeah. So it's a good show. All of these are good. WandaVision was good. I just, I I wanted more. I hoped for better. Uh, So Loki's going to go square in in the middle there in terms of how I feel about it. Um, Because again, I'm not sure I'm going to go back and watch Loki and Loki talking on a train for an entire episode. Or Loki and Owen Wilson talking for an entire episode. Liked the way it ended though. He shows up at the TVA and they don't know who he is. Like again. The questions that I have coming out of Loki make me look forward to future uh, shows or movies. Less so with WandaVision, which is why it's last. Now let's talk about Hawkeye. Most recent one. Uh, Came out just recently around the holidays. It's a Christmas show. Um, I've always not been a Hawkeye guy. Because he's just a guy. The trick arrows, I think, are great. Don't get me wrong. I like the trick arrows. But as a character in comic books, you've got the Hulk, you've got Thor, you've got the entire group of the X-Men, you have all of the... And then you've got the guy with the bow. And he's not even Taskmaster who can learn all of these fighting styles, although he is, of course, very highly trained. Having said that, I think Hawkeye is my favorite series of these four. And it's not just because I saw it recently. And part of that is this one was more, I think, a comedy. This was more along. Now, Falcon and Winter Soldier had funny moments, but it had serious drama with like big, you know, big, meaty topics to discuss drama. Hawkeye, very funny. Uh, the actress who plays Kate Bishop, I can never remember if it's Haley Seinfeld, Steinfeld, whatever. She's great. Not wild about Jeremy Renner. If I remember correctly, he, he a bit falls into that dink rule that I've talked about in the wrestling podcasts. Uh, but he did a very nice job. Uh, there's a dog. You always want there to be a dog. Um, so, again, I had read the comic that this uh, is sort of based on. There's some moments there that are very close. Uh, Incorporating the LARPing, I think, was very funny. Uh, They did a nice job being funny. And the issues that they're battling, Jeremy Renner's issues, make a ton of sense and are great. And he's he's trying to atone for his demons. uh, And that was a perfect story to take six episodes to do. Uh, Kate Bishop's demons, you know. Slightly led, like, I don't know that she has that many demons. Obviously, she's trying to solve this mystery. She believes the fact that we had the swordsman, the fact that we had the swordsman, just like last week when I talked about Pip the MF and Troll, we've got the swordsman. 
and his character is great, and they do a wonderful thing with it. And I think Brandon Banks called it in a DM um, that he thought there was going to be a face turn. We were going to get a switch, and that happened, and it was a very good story. I think in the comics, Dad's the bad guy in the comics, but I could be wrong about that. Um, But that was great. And then, of course, you're teasing it, you're teasing it, you're teasing it. And unlike other shows, you deliver me Netflix's Kingpin. Vincent D'Onofrio being amazing, wearing the outfit from the comic book cover, and he's great. And I don't want to hear anybody tell me that this is a watered-down version of Wilson Fisk compared to his Disney, or no, but compared to his Netflix shows. Yes. Duh. What are you expecting? Netflix, Disney Plus. Incredibly dark shows where he decapitates a guy with a door, car door. Disney Plus, where he gets shot off screen and obviously isn't dead. You Yes, don't be dumb. All right? Yes, it's going to be different. We knew it was going to be different. He showed up, and he was amazing. And now we have that in, because now you have it. Now we can incorporate Daredevil. Charlie Cox was in Spider-Man, still haven't seen. But he's going to show up. I bet he shows up in She-Hulk uh, when that lawyer show comes out sometime in 2022. Like, it, we have all of this stuff. You can get Luke Cage. We could we could do something with Iron Fist, dear God. Um, but anyways, uh, I think Hawkeye's my favorite. It was very good. We watched it. We enjoyed it. It was entertaining for both of us, which is a big factor. And my wife says she likes watching me watch this stuff because all of the Easter eggs. All of the callbacks, all of the, I didn't even mention the Black Widow. I didn't even mention the Black Widow and how great she is with Kate Bishop because now you could throw them in. So now, if you wanted to potentially do a Young Avengers, which you should, you figure out a way to bring back the twins. So now you've got Wiccan and, again, I forget the speedster's name, but Wiccan's really the only one who's important. Um, you have uh, Kid Patriot, the Patriot. Eli Bradley, I think that's his name. You have Kate Bishop. You could throw in young Black Widow. You could throw in Yelena as one of the young Avengers. Would totally make sense. Now you've got a Hawkeye and a Black Widow. You've got a Captain America. You've got a Magic Caster. We're doing an Ironheart show. I don't know when it's coming out yet, but we're doing an Ironheart show. Riri Williams, the girl who winds up building her own Iron Man armor and I, I hope they do this. Back the truck up to his door. In the comics, and I mentioned this before, I'm sure, Ironheart's AI system, not Jarvis, not Friday, is Tony Stark. And if you got Robert Downey Jr., even for an episode, to do the voice of the AI system for whoever they've cast to play Riri Williams... Oh, it's so good. We're going to incorporate Skrulls. There's Wiccan. No, Wiccan's the, the magic guy. There's uh, Hulkling, who's a Skrull. He's half Skrull, half Kree. Um, and he's kind of, you know, he 
he looks kind of like the Hulk. You could bring in Amadeus Cho if you wanted to. You've got young Miss Marvel. We're doing that show. Even though those are the champions, you could bring it all to, like, they are setting the stage beautifully uh, to do a Young Avengers, um, which I think would be great. Get another young group of uh, kids. Get another generation of kids. My uh, students... Less so this year, but in previous, like they always are superhero fans, and these kids are adults. Put a younger kid, put a more identifiable, let me use my lips, put an identifiable teenager or teenagers or younger people in these situations. They're in very good shape. Very good shape indeed. All right. So those are the four shows. Now, if I wanted to. Again, it's weird to put them in among these other things because it's, it's again, the Hawkeye story from the six episodes is so in-depth that I don't know that it compares to all of these things. Like, am I comparing it to Shang-Chi? Am I comparing it to Infinity? Am I comparing WandaVision to, you know, Age of Ultron? That seems weird to do, so I think I'm just going to go here with the shows. Hawkeye, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Loki, WandaVision. Not that WandaVision was bad. It wasn't for me at parts. Um, My cousin, who is a huge TV fan and loves classic stuff, probably was in hog heaven watching them do all the sitcoms and finding all the sitcom Easter eggs that I don't know. All right. Just got a text from my wife. She's at work. I have a snow day. She has to be in training. Life's unfair sometimes. But that text obviously means uh, I've been talking way too much. We're up to 40 minutes here. Um, It's time to say goodbye. So those are those shows. I'm going to have to figure out what to do with the rest of them. Uh, I didn't see all of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I didn't see all of these. Maybe at some point I'll watch them. Maybe that's a summer project as, you know, by then some more movies will be out. Maybe I will uh, dive into some of these shows to be able to talk about really how bad Iron Fist is as in just just the acting of the guy who played just just the worst. Colleen Wing deserves so much better. That actress who now is in The Matrix playing Bug, she's great. Uh, give me, uh, you know... Her and Misty Knight doing their Daughters of the Dragon, I think it's called. Such a comic book nerd. Anyways, uh, thanks for joining me. This episode I feel much more confident about, which is probably why I'll get people being like, eh, the Eternals one was better. But either way, it's fun. And that's what it's all about. My name is DC Matthews at the DC Matthews. I will see you the next time we celebrate the joy of ranking. <laughs>